This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Barbara Gray, and just one time on a weight loss show, I want them to be like, and now it's time for the weigh-ins, and the entire weigh-ins family walks up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brandi Posey, and go tease for when you want everyone to know that you take fashion cues from the devil. (laughs) I'm Tess Brecker, and maybe cake was Marie Antoinette's word for pussy. (laughs) Fuck yes. And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Welcome to Max Fun Drive. Episode Dose. Episode Dose. Um, yeah, we've got a crazy, a great show in store. I'm so excited. Do we yeah. have anything to plug or should we just do it? Uh, quickly, quickly, quickly up top. Uh, uh, if you live in Los Angeles, I have a picture of this on March 26th at the Virgil. It is free. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so come to that. Come and to that. That's a fun show. Yeah. And Barbara and I are going to be uh, debating something. <laughs> yes. We're Hot g- tip. Debating yep. something. Or argue, the show Arguments and Grievances. Right now, we're, we might be debating Magic Mike versus Magic Mountain. Either no. Magic Mountain or Magic Johnson. But we were like, something. we're both obviously want to debate Magic Mike. So yeah. I don't know how. If you guys pick that. do that and one of you gets Magic Mountain, you can consult with me because I really like Magic Mountain. Okay. I feel like I have some I feel points. like Magic Mountain right, would be right, the, right. make the most sense. But I yeah. also haven't been there. Have you? A uh, long time. I'll ago. go with you. Yeah. All right. I'll, that's I'll not even, the place I'll raise where the ante. <laughs> that's not where the place where Fabio got hit by the bird. Not. I don't think so. Because I feel like that would play a lot into my decision. But I yeah. think he got hit by the bird in like Kings Dominion or something, like some East Coast. What the fuck is that? Oh, it's like an East Coast park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, whatever. Come see us at that on the twenty third, twenty fifth, fifth. This is 5th. the twenty third, which is my birthday. Tess's birthday right now, you guys. Uh, how do you feel? I'm probably skiing right now, so I feel great. Are you nice. going skiing? Yeah, I'm going skiing for my birthday. Oh. I didn't want to, but yeah, Sean. <laughs> I mean, no, I did. I did yeah. want to, but I wasn't like I already. I wasn't like, oh, I, w- I want to take a big trip for my birthday. You know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. We're gonna go. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll have fun. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's bring in our guest. Lee. Yeah. So excited. Uh, she's the creator and star of the Golden Globe-winning show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Rachel Bloom. Yay! For me to shut the fuck up when oh you're talking God. about amusement parks. Oh. I'm a big amusement park fan, huge Ooh. fan of Magic Mountain. I grew Great. up in Southern California. Where are you from? Oh, oh I'm from Manhattan Beach. Okay, oh, okay. Uh, but I I grew up with a year long pass at Disneyland. I went to Knotts constantly. Went to Six Flags constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time I went to Six Flags, uh, I went right before I got married with one of my best friends. Uh, we took a little like pre wedding Six Flags trip, oh, and it was uh, amazing. Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, I also liked. Wait, do you have divorced parents? What? Do you have divorced parents? No. Is that why the season passes? No. Because oh, I have divorced parents and my dad was just like season passed everywhere. No, that's <laughs> hilarious. No, my parents, that's so funny. Uh, no, 
I was just spoiled. And then <laughs> they were they claimed it was for me. But then even after I went away to college, they kept going to Disneyland. They kept their passes. And my mom's Facebook is filled with pictures of her and my dad in the front row on Space Mountain, like doing funny poses. Aww. <laughs> you were just their beard. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their, their Disney beard. <laughs> their Disney beard, a hundred percent. So, as an expert, what's the best one to go to? Because I've really only been to Disneyland. I've never been to Knotts. I've never been to Magic Mountain. I think I would say okay. Well, these are different because Disneyland you go you go for different reasons. I mean, I love Disneyland for what you know, like nostalgia, the nostalgia and, of it. But obviously, the rides aren't the best. Well, look, well, the rides are so. First of all, Disneyland now is Disneyland and California Adventure, and California Adventure has more thrill ridey things. Mm-hmm. You know, it has California Screaming, an upside down roller coaster, has Tower of Terror, and then you have like really cool sensory things like Soaring Over California, which is this like, um, it's a it's a flight simulator ride, but they also use like smells, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's really beautiful. I mean, and every, I'm down for smells. It's, it's really awesome. awesome. You go over the orange smell. Smell. It smells like it smells oranges. Like oranges. It's it's every time I'm on it and I play music, it it kind of makes me want to cry. It's it's beautiful. Wow. Um, and it's just Disney is is beautiful and lush in a way. I mean, Knotts is kind of a fun mix of the two because there's some themed rides there's some themed rides but then at the end of the day it's like about the roller coasters it's more like janky disney right it's kind of janky disney yeah, disney yeah. yeah but then really good i mean one of my favorite roller coasters is there it's a wooden roller coaster called ghost rider and it's amazing mm. oh i've heard of ghost rider it's really good it's a great roller coaster and then six flags is just like i mean they they have a kids land but like yeah. it's like you go there for the you it's go for there the for high the high octane yeah. and and, I, and 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 my favorite roller coaster I think I've ever been on is this ride X at Six Flags. Thank you. I just went on that ride for it's, the first time. It's amazing. Oh my god. It's, yes. Are you guys like roller coaster <laughs> people? It flips you. I mean, so so here's yes. the thing: is it it it's it it flips you. You're on um, a free, basically a free moving axis. Mm-hmm. And so as you're going upside down, you're also going double upside down on this axis. Uh, but it's like, not, oh, wow. I think I've seen it. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable cool. because you the lift hill, you're going backwards. And then the first hill is, I'm a real big roller coaster amusement park nerd. Yeah. And when I was a kid, like I wanted to be a roller coaster designer. Uh, uh, the first hill is, is straight down. But what happens is since the lift hill's backwards and you're on this like axis, you go down the straight down lift hill and then you flip forward. So you're going backwards. You all you can see is what's in front of you, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then when you go backward, and then you, the hill happens and you go like this, and suddenly just the ground is below you. It's Whoa. fucking sick, man. It's so <laughs> sick. That sounds awesome. That sounds I had just crazy. I, wow. I hadn't been to Magic Mountains in like ten years. And Did then you I grow went, up here? Yeah. Oh, where? Camarillo. Oh, so awesome. other side, other side of the LA. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and uh, I had the same experience with the X, where it was just like I have not been that legitimately scared. From a roller oh God, coaster. If it scares oh, wow. you, then I mean, I, I mean, I like to skydive. It's like fu- it's like fun scare. Oh, you yeah. go skydiving. Wow. Yeah, I haven't been in a while, but I, I mean, yeah, I love adrenaline. Okay. Yeah, but oh, like, wow. I agree. That reveal is probably my favorite reveal on any roller coaster because isn't it about that moment? It 100 percent is. And did they have the music playing when you were on there? Yes. So they have this like really. <laughs> they have this. Based on X Men or not? No. Okay. It, they called it X, and then now it's X Two because they like redid it a little. But like it, I just it's just called X because it's like super extreme. I think. Um. But there's a soundtrack on there, and like as you're going up the lift hill, it's like the radio uh, changing stations on a radio. It's like, oh, oh, honey, honey, and then it's oh, like, oh, okay. And then you change to another radio station, and it's people on the lift hill, like voices being like, I don't know if we should go on this ride. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little scared. Like, I it's love that. It's, great really, it's so funny, and it's so well done, and it's so cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like agree. that. I agree. I think that's one of the best. It might, might be, be the best so roller coaster I've ever been on. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you ever play Roller Coaster Tycoon? So all I did uh, when I was a, when I was in middle school is play Roller Coaster Tycoon. That's like all <laughs> I did, and I did it for hours and hours and hours, and I uh, I was obsessed with it. 
Did you do that? I would. I played too, and I did that thing sometimes where you would like take away a track, and then people just fly into. I was like nothing. <laughs> I was just about to. Do, I would do that, and I would. I was just talking about this on another podcast. I would do that. And I would call the rides, you will die if you go on this ride. <laughs> and then so people it's would like, die. They just bought a ticket to you will die. I feel like you, like I literally would call it like, you will die. Do not ride this, <laughs> you idiots. You will die. And people would be like, you will die on this. If you go on this, this is really great value. <laughs> and I would just be like, hey, you fucking idiots. And then you could also drown people. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you drop them take, in the little You water. drop them in the lake and you drown them. <laughs> Wait, was this a game you could play in computer lab or at home? I don't know. I mean both. It was a CD. It was a CD-ROM. I feel like I remember the visual of it. Like I remember being able to. I I must not have played it though, because I don't remember being able to kill people. Yeah, I don't. No, but if you you were probably playing it the proper way, which is to build roller coasters. (laughs) (laughs) But after a while, you become the CEO of an an amusement park, and you have to like, it's it's somewhat tedious because you really have to like, okay, what's my marketing budget? Ambition is low. Like I gotta, I gotta, (laughs) I gotta put on an ad campaign. Like. Yeah, like I gotta like, hire a janitor to sweep up all the barf. Yes, you know? I have to hire Jan. <laughs> yes, it's like That's it, a good lesson. But those games That's are so great. popular now. It was like one of the yes. you know those are it's yeah like tricking kids it's into like being shit. small business owners. It's I like yeah. it. The, kind of the only the only thing I've learned about business. So. Yeah, I think I learned most of my. But but it makes a lot of sense because I was so impatient. And yeah. I would just like either restart or give up right away or just like kill a bunch of people and then be done. <laughs> like, I didn't really make it to the top of the roller coaster. I didn't become a tycoon is what I'm saying. Oh, that's unfortunate. I know. Aww. I know. It's too bad. Do you get to pick out like your tycoon mustache at the very top level? Like I feel like <laughs> you have to have yeah, your like, tycoon a special look. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, I didn't think I about also that. like mon- the idea that monocle. there are these like evil roller coaster tycoons out there yeah. who like secretly control all of the wealth and they're like, ha ha, I own Bush Gardens. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You can't see it on, oh. at home, but I'm twirling, a mustache. twirling, I'm twirling a mustache. They like still use a pocket watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're super evil. Uh-huh. Basically, like Teddy Roosevelt wanted to break up uh, the roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> yes. uh, what is it? He wanted Monopoly? to break up the. Oh, what did he want? To, the monopolies. He monopolies. wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's was amazing. like, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I did the same thing with The Sims where like me and my best friend in our freshman year of college. Oh, God, this college. is so nerdy. I'm sorry. Everyone. Oh, no. I know. I know. Just, just <laughs> go on. Because <laughs> we moved into the dorm together and we didn't make friends with anyone else and we would just do our own stupid shit. Uh-huh. It was great. I mean, I had a great time. But we would play Sims and like we would build houses of, and name, them af- name the people after people we didn't like. And then we would put like a room full of like fireplaces and they would just you just look at fires and they would just burn god that's, damn Barbara that's so fucking immature that's really amazing it was Holy like our dra- high school drama teacher who we hated and stuff like that oh my you god. like do that or you would just like never feed them and they're like peace. wow that's like it's like the original it's a, akin to the drop. Like I never people. played. I never played Sims. Actually, okay. I was too busy uh, becoming a tycoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was my my yeah. problem. That's I was true. too distracted by my. You just wanted to murder revenge. people. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's cathartic, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think this is hard. Like when I was in junior high, I got in trouble all the time in junior high. Like I mean. I mean, that was like the height of me getting in trouble. And so I had a friend who. This was like well before, like you know, just, there were school shootings and stuff. But right before. Uh, junior high graduation I wasn't allowed to graduate because I was deemed too immature for graduation <laughs> what you weren't allowed to go to the graduation I was allowed thing? to go I graduated with honors actually but I wasn't allowed to be I technically didn't graduate 8th grade okay wait you graduated but they wouldn't let you go to the ceremony 
I couldn't walk. Yeah, yeah. I was not because so, you were such a troublemaker. Because I got trouble. So I got suspended so many times. <laughs> what did they think was going to happen? You're going to have like whoopee cushions in your shoes or something. What, what did you? What did you do? Can you give us like one example? Oh yeah, yeah sure. You said you graduated with honors. So yeah, you're... I mean I was smart. smart. I just was a uh, you know very very spazzy. I uh, well let's see. One time I got kicked out of math class and then they were so dumb they would just have me sit outside of math class. So and I I was too like young to know just to leave. So instead I jammed my pencil into the doorknob of the class and I got all the teachers and students locked in the classroom and a locksmith <laughs> had to come uh one time in the middle of history like while the teacher was talking the history class was taught in a home ec class uh-huh. so and she also yeah she had a sombrero in the class for some reason so i picked up a sombrero and like behind her did like a <laughs> on an oven uh it was just shenanigans like, were you just like the class clown yeah it was a class clown. okay yeah right. yeah okay it was like and i had one really cool like speech teacher who was like oh she's just creative yeah and that was yeah. you know so she kind of like fostered me and was this public bit. school yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But yeah, everyone else was just like, oh, she's, yeah, bored. Yeah. Let's suspend her. But what happened with. So, uh, so anyway, so I wasn't allowed to graduate. So there was another friend who got in trouble a lot. And one day after school, we drew a map of the graduation and where we were going to plant cherry bombs. <laughs> oh. Oh. Like, we thought the it was pre- hilarious. Pre- what are cherry bombs? <laughs> They're just like little, little know, bombs. Yeah, little bombs. Yeah, little, little bombs. bombs. Yeah. You yeah. Know, cherry bomb an outhouse. That's like a thing that people do, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. You can put them in okay, a toilet okay. and it'll like blow up the pipes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we had it. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you wait? A... You didn't do it. We didn't do it. And like it was a joke to Like we really thought. It was hilarious. Did people see find that? The is map? so much no. creepier than the Sims thing. Can I just <laughs> that say is, that is that is much worse. Uh, I, I, yeah, I know. And also, I was a pyromaniac at the time, so like <laughs> it was with the real actually, house. We actually did. <laughs> So both you and I were saying, like, I want to watch them burn at Kinda. different parts in our life. I yeah. remember, actually, my first, Damn, my first stand-up oh, bit shit. was, my first stand-up bit was kind of about this, but, like, I was in sixth grade when Columbine happened, and I was mm-hmm. made fun of, like, a lot. And I got to school, like, the day or two after Columbine, and I really feel like people were, like, being extra nice to me. Because oh, they, be like, cool. we they were like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, and, this, and I remember my friend was like, hey, um, you know what just happened at Columbine, or... Are you gonna do that? Oh no! And like it had oh, never boy. occurred to me. It did truly never occurred to me. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Of course, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Guys. But like, that was really. It was weird to be like an unpopular kid in the days after Columbine because like, yeah, it was like a brief respite from I think getting made fun of, and then right? people forgot it and yeah. started making fun of me again. But <laughs> wow, I knew I wasn't gonna do any. But sixth grade, that's like so. Did you even like? Know what like a gun was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, a gun is. what am I talking yeah. about? I shot a gun in sixth grade. I, you know but I had a weird time. You know what it? You know what it was? I think I. You shot a gun in sixth grade. Yeah. Jesus. I From know. A farm. Well, yeah, it was like a farm. My yeah. family had a ranch. Oh right, you said Camarillo. Yeah, and so like we would go out and do like target practice. Like we would just line up soda cans, and like that was like a Sunday. <laughs> And our dad, we would, like, he would stand with, like, there was three of us kids, and so the two that were getting a gun practice would be with him, and then the other one, he would just give the keys to his car. And be like, you can't hit anything. The sooner you learn how to drive, the less afraid of driving you'll be. So I learned how to drive and shoot a gun when I was, like, in fifth and sixth grade. I thought you were going to say the wow. third kid was in charge of picking up the cans. I was like, that's me. <laughs> Pick them up faster. <laughs> dance, dance. <laughs> Oh my god! Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> the Barker Tango. <laughs> oh, that was fun. So, are you like, well, wait, but this is like super political because, like, no. I wasn't ever raised with guns, and so, like, I'm very, you know, I'm just, I've only lived in LA and New York. I'm a yeah. liberal Jew. Yeah. I'm very like anti-gun, pro-gun control. So, does that 
affected yeah, how you see it has yeah it's actually really because i mean i'm a very liberal person but i grew up around guns yeah so um yeah. i don't i'm not afraid of guns yeah. at all and like also my parent like my whole family's really into guns yeah and uh and i always look like part of being exposed to guns in early age i have to say was definitely learning gun safety right and so i think yeah. actually that i guess like in some ways i do think that like res- someone who actually owns it i can't say someone owns a gun responsibly because i was taught to shoot a gun in sixth grade right. so i but, yeah. <laughs> but but it was always I mean we never even were allowed to shoot Nerf guns at people directly like it was like yeah. you don't shoot a toy gun at someone like that was very like the, right. the safety mm-hmm. aspect of it so I guess I think if you are going to own a gun like it is better I think it's hard though because it's like is it worth the fun Sundays shooting things when you know no, if I there was less yeah. of them less people would die so I think, I think being raised in like a, a gun family it, I, I still am very much for gun control, but mm-hmm. I I think I see um, some gun owners as like more moderate than I think people who haven't been exposed to like people who own guns. Well, also might. you're talking yeah, about like definitely. the difference between owning a rifle or a handgun and like the assault weapons things. Like people who are fighting right. for like no one's going to take away like my machine gun or my assault weapon. I'm just like, oh, what? Yeah, why? That's do you... not that's not shooting cans. That's yeah. that's like. Yeah. You're, you want to stage a coup someday. Yeah, you exactly. Wanna, you wanna because war. you don't like that our president is black. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. But <laughs> exactly. there is this whole like, other population of people. And they have a, you know, even, again, people in my family have a very emotional relationship to guns. Right. Because mm-hmm. to them, it's like, they, it's the same thing they the way they might look at hunting or sports mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. I did it with my dad and he did it with his grandpa mm-hmm. and and so I think that's why people get so emotional about it and that's why I think people from the outside don't understand is like there really is totally this yeah. and it makes sense but the, I think the problem when I think about it I'm like well hey I like you know blank I like binge watching Netflix if I had to give that up so people didn't die I'd probably yeah. do it you know yeah like I have yeah. nostalgia related to blank and blank, but yeah. is it worth I'm this? trying to think of like things that's like really a really interesting way to look at it. Like what are things that are close to like my heart? Like mm-hmm. like if matzo ball soup <laughs> was suddenly being used to like <laughs> to yeah. like poison, to people. poison people and they were like, We have to ban but if there was Mat- a but if it suit, also protected you, yeah. would I be in rate? Like if I oh shit, my shirt came open. <laughs> um Saucy. sorry, <laughs> my tits were out. Um <laughs> I, I I'd be sad about the people dying from like the being bludgeoned with matzo balls, and I'd be like, "Well, mm-hmm. matzo ball soup used to be an innocent thing, but now mm-hmm. times have changed." I, I guess. Yeah, I get the other side too. I, yeah. and I do think there are yeah. a lot of reasonable people who own guns who are. That's the thing. Yeah, it, it all right. comes down to the fucking pieces of shit who ruin it for the rest of us. Who all ruin the it time. for everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, I think. And again, I think maybe a more another close example would be something like alcohol. Yeah. Where it's like, I mm. do like drinking. Mm-hmm. There are people that use alcohol very irresponsibly and do mm-hmm. kill people because of it. Right. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I guess what's the difference between guns and alcohol? Because they, I, because guns are used against other. I guess alcohol can because be Because guns are such use. a direct, like, killing thing. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. alcohol so, like, in order to kill someone on alcohol, like, it's, there are a lot of steps. I mean, you drink and get in a car. Get, but, yeah. like, yeah. but you can also, like do a lot of other things and you can be tired and get in a car and Mm -hmm. you can be angry and get in a car but like literally a shot isn't going to you're not going to probably intend it to yeah Yeah. but I think the similarity between the two of them is this sort of Pandora's box thing too where I think Mm -hmm. a lot of and I think this is a pretty like rational point Mm -hmm. is that you can't uninvent guns yeah right so so then what do you do so what do you do given that you know sure oh Oh, uh, uh, sorry. I don't know what I was going to say. All right. It was a great point, you guys. Just know that. <laughs> it was weird. I'm going to... Wait, this airs March 23rd. Oh, this will be when I'm back, March but I'm 23rd. going to Israel for like 10 days starting like 
literally tomorrow. Oh, nice. Or two days. And and there have been a lot of stabbings. Ooh. Yeah. Because I don't know why. Is it because you they? I think they're really strict about gun regulation there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. Oh, I hope so, I don't get stabbed. And that's what everyone says. They're like, well, you know, if they didn't shoot you, they'd use something else. And I guess you know. Yeah, <laughs> but like even then. It's true. I mean, I'd, yes, you have more I'd of a shot you can that kill, way, though. You can kill you? less people with, huh? Would you, uh, yeah. Would you rather get stabbed for, than shot? Yeah. Yes. I'd yeah. rather get shot. I, I've had, like, I've had a fear of getting stabbed. Like, I remember as a kid not wanting to see movies where people got stabbed. Mm. It seems like getting stabbed would hurt more. Me, yeah, I think, I so think it would yeah. hurt more. I just think your chances of living are Yeah, your chances better. of survival are better, I think. I guess it depends on where. Oh, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> anyway, I hope I don't. It's weird because I, I have friends who live there and I'm excited to go. But then, like, I'm like, oh, is it stupid of me to go? I don't know. It's weird. Oh, no. I feel, I, I mean, if you want my opinion, as someone else who likes roller coasters and adventure, go anyway. Go anyway. For sure. You yeah. can't live you your can't life live like fear. that. Yeah. It's you like can't live Israel's in fear. never going to be safe. Exactly. Yeah, like, Israel no, is never, never there's always going to be, like, the risk of another fucking intifada happening. Or Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. All right, cool, and, guys. I mean, I'm going to YOLO. Yeah, YOLO. Yeah. Even Please, yeah, YOLO. always, always YOLO, YOLO. for the sake of YOLOing to train your brain to do things even though they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Should I? Is there like a stab-proof vest that you I can, can go on the X, you can yeah. go to Israel. What is life <laughs> if not the ultimate roller coaster? That's beautiful. Hey. <laughs> this is going to be really eerie if I get stabbed. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. God. But like, honestly, like, listeners are going to spike yeah. on this episode. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll use it to our advantage. Great. Oh, Obviously. you absolutely should. By the way, you have my permission. Oh, thank, thank you. Use so your advantage. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, this was going to say people. Uh, you know, I was saying people. You know, with guns who are shitty, fuck it up for everyone else. Yeah. Like everything. I feel the same way about fucking. Who is still flushing tampons? Why is there still a sign in every bathroom to not flush a tampon? Yeah, just know not to do it. Who is still doing that? Um, probably. <laughs> I mean, like in an industrial toilet. I mean, I use a diva cup. Industrial now. toilet? What toilet? Like like toilet are you sitting on? I feel like you only can't flush tampons in a place that has old plumbing. Okay, so that's what I no, thought. No, you're not supposed to do it anywhere. So that's what I thought. And then I. <laughs> oh my God. Years you're ago. Some people are dying. No, no, no. So years ago, I started. Years ago, I was flushing tampons, and then like the plumber, I think, pulled out like a huge wad of tampons, and then I, I don't flush tampons anymore. Yeah, that would make me stop. And then I also stopped like getting a period because of the birth control I'm on. Diva cup, I've tried it a couple times when I do get like the rare period. Mm-hmm. I think I need to get like I don't know, get the small there's there's a size small. No, I got sizes. the smaller one. I think I maybe have like a teeny tiny. But I wonder if I have like a teeny oh, vagina. That's cool. They need like yeah. yeah, they need like a thimble size or something. Yeah, because it it's it's. It's still a little uncomfortable. Like I'm. Oh, you I'm could just, feel it. Yeah. You might need to shove it up higher. No, I've tried. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I really I tried. can't believe you flushed tampons. Yes. I can. And you like, can't believe that. I totally believe that. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. She like locked yeah. people in a classroom. <laughs> yeah. And she was gonna cherry bomb like her graduation. Of course, she flushes tampons. Such a nice person, you guys. I promise. <laughs> I mean, really. I'm, I'm just. just I'm the only one who did. Because to me, that's like, I'm like, who these who oh. are these women? To be honest, I really use the signs because if there's a sign up, I assume that there's old plumbing. 
And if there's not a sign up, I assume it's a free game. I, I, I was for a long time flush tampons. As well. <laughs> like a long time. See? Just yeah. so much easier. Yeah, because otherwise you have this bloody Just water. Imagine it's horrible. A, a fish choking on your bloody tampon. Yeah. Is that what happens? You're killing fish. I don't know, probably. Probably, yeah. Oh. You're killing fish, they're washing up. They don't dissolve. Don't but here's the fish. thing like, we're killing fish. Are we all vegetarians in here? Yeah. Tessa's. Oh, Tessa's. I'm not. Okay. Well, you're I not. mean, I don't really I'm care not. about the fish, but Tessa's. She knew that yeah. would get to me. Yeah. That's the way to get to Tessa's. <laughs> I guess it's the same difference because it's either that or going in the fucking landfill. In the landfill. So I guess either way, yeah. a seagull or a fish. God, it's these basic like survival life things where I'm like, why didn't I ever get the memo? <laughs> you got the memo. It's in every bathroom. It literally it's is written everywhere. It's, it's literally it is written technically everywhere. a memo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know employees are also supposed well, to wash their hands? <laughs> I guess I need the memo. <laughs> We're going to go uh, uh, ca- catch Tess up on some more memos. Yeah, uh, yeah. we'll be back we'll be right. in a second. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Tess. Brandy. I'm Barbara, and we're here with Rachel Bloom. Hey. hey. Hello. Hey. Um, congratulations on your fucking show. It's so amazing. Thank you. It's awesome. It's, and yes. uh, uh, it's just so funny, and I love all the how different all the songs are. You know, they're all different, uh, inspired from, like, different genres. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to just say, how many moments a day when you're recording are you, are you like, how the fuck is this my life? Or, like, yeah, yeah, you do lot. so much <laughs> amazing different stuff on the show. Yeah, I still can't. It's when I get to find, it's when I get to step back and really look at it, um, like just the well just uh last night's episode we so we do like at the end of each of our episodes we do like a tag it's almost like in an improv scene where you you do yeah. something and then you'd be like cut to the cut to the grocery store yeah. it's like kind of that point of view and we did a an animated musical tag last night uh-huh. uh one of basically my character was like thinking that her life was a Disney movie and said to her best friend, her best friend was like, I'm your like Joan Cusack. And my character was like, see, in my head, you're like the funny singing raccoon in like the Disney movie. <laughs> and then the tag was this character is like, if you've got love problems, talk to Paula, the singing oh, raccoon. And I was like, I can't believe that a network, because we're a broadcast TV show. I can't yeah. believe a network's letting us do this. And anytime I get to sit back and watch, um, there was this other time uh, in episode six, we have this song called What'll It Be, which is like this Billy Joel type of song that uh, the character Greg, played by Santino, um, plays on the piano. And it's just – he's stuck in this town, West Covina. And it's like – it was literally just him at a piano like singing for two minutes. And I was like, I can't believe they're letting me do this. Like it's I just so weird yeah. for network. I just can't believe that – it's it yeah, happens it's all the time. But it's more so – because when I'm in it, when I'm in the moment, I'm so, like, focused on the moment. It's only when I'm stepping back and being like, holy shit, this is on TV. Like, yeah. whenever I watch it on TV and it has the CW logo, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't just make this and I'm the only one watching? Yeah, because, like, I'm so used to, like, I was making music videos for years and sketches for years. So I think a part of my brain is like, oh, we're still doing that and we're going to put this on the internet. And, like, yeah. five people will see it or whatever. Yeah. And it's really cool. I think, I mean, that's probably how you have to look at it because it's too overwhelming otherwise. Yeah, like if you become overwhelmed with like the fact like, oh my God, what are the reviewers going to say or whatever? Yeah, I mean, making it feel super personal and like intimate and small. And because you, at the end of the day, you're just, you're spending a lot of your day with the same people and it does feel like a little family mm-hmm. and you do forget that you're making this for like, not millions in the case of our show, million people, million of people. Um, yeah. Sometimes 900,000 900, of people, 800,000 of people. Um, but it's really, it's stunning to me that they're letting us do what we do. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah. We just want to say congratulations. Yeah, yeah, oh, thank yeah you. amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it's so funny. The, there was one joke I was laughing so hard at uh, the, during the episode where you go to camp and you're gonna do the women's empowerment speech. <laughs> yeah, and then the girls are bullying you and they throw something at her from the bus and they're like, "I bet you wish there was a glass ceiling now." Because like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. fuck that joke so funny. <laughs> anyway, that's so. So that episode was written by one of my best friends, Jack, who's also one of the music writers on the show, and Jack, uh, he's one of like. Uh, just a few dudes on our writing staff because we have more women than men. But uh, yeah. mm-hmm. his mom uh, wrote two books about menopause. Hmm. So actually, out of everyone on the staff, uh, Jack kind of knows the most about like feminist terms and like huh? female oh, terms. Wow. So like he, it's it's pretty great. It's really yeah, that's really great. That's that so cool that because like even you know you you're more diverse having more women, but even then the men are like more diverse. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the men are more yeah we. Go for diversity. We're mm-hmm. a lady place. Yeah. A lot of our department heads are ladies. We're a lady place too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all about lady place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always uh, been like a theater nerd? Yeah, like a musical theater person. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. Do, like community theater and stuff like that yeah. as a teenager? Yeah, and I went to like my I went to public school, but we had a really good theater program. Nice. And I was just always really into theater and. Oh, you didn't have Mr. Schmid, who I killed in The Sims? No, we didn't have Mr. <laughs> Oh, rest in peace. No. Um, no, it was... I mean, I, I went to school for musical theater. I, like, I, I was like, I want to be on Broadway. That's like what I want to do. And then I started writing comedy. And I, then I, I kind of instantly fell in love with sketch writing. And I wanted to then combine the two mm-hmm. kind of like loves. I think it's so awesome. I feel like we're living in a really cool time right now because, like, yeah, Barbara and I are both huge musical nerds. And, like, it seems yeah. like somehow comedy and musicals, thanks to, like, shows like yours. Oh. I never thought they were having this huge yeah. uh, revival. It totally, yeah, right. it totally is. I mean, God bless Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was uncontrollably sobbing at Hamilton because I was like, this audience is treating this like it's Star Wars, but it's a historical musical. And, like, people were <laughs> ravenous. Like, mm-hmm. it was... I was trying to get to the front of like one of these lines to go backstage and people were like throwing me such shade. They were like, get to the back of the line. (laughs) They were so, and I had just won, I had just won the Golden Globe. No one recognized me. No one gave a shit. They were just like, get to the back of this line, bitch. This is Hamilton. Like no one cared. No, it It was great. There are some, oh yeah, intense ham heads There are some intense ham heads, but yeah, I, I like, I mean, I think that, I've always thought the musical comedy was like one of the most efficient forms of like joke delivery and mm-hmm. musical comedy's been around for a long time. I mean in a way it's you know you think about how musical theater originated and Gilbert and Sullivan who wrote mostly you know comedic operettas yeah. like they're kind of the precursor to it. So I think that comedy and music go together really well. I mean, just even the math of both of them are so similar. Yes, it feels like writing a sketch because it's like the game is your, and this is like super inside baseball for anyone who writes sketch, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, so the chorus or the tagline is your is your game, mm-hmm. and the way you flesh out the song is you are exploring and heightening the game. You always want to be heightening the game. And then the bridge is a way to kind of redirect from the game and not be hitting the game over and over and over right. and over. It's a mm-hmm. way to take a quick break from it, and then you go back to the game. Yeah, that's what I like about the songs on the show is it isn't just the same joke over and over. It's like an evolving joke every time, which, yeah, I definitely appreciate. Yeah, that's definitely our theory of, like, the sketch writing. And also I think we try to have all the songs, because they're plot-specific, come from emotional places. And so a really great way to 
because when when you're when you're writing sketch comedy, it's like how do I heighten this sketch? How do I heighten this sketch? But with songs, because it's so emotional mm-hmm. and you have the music, the music and the trajectory of the emotion can help you heighten the song in a way that you wouldn't if you were just doing a sketch. Right, the music can yeah. actually swell. Yes, yeah. go with it. Yes, and then you and you can do a joke about how the music is swelling. Like mm-hmm. I have a song that I wrote when I do it on stage. It's like. The second the key changes, I'm like, no, please don't change the key. Please don't change the fucking key. I'm really not in the mood for a key change. And then the key changes. So it's like you can – it gives you more tools to, like, play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. And I think that, like uh... – yeah, like it's your show and and uh, I guess Glee kind of did this too, but like where it's almost like mirroring what's going on in contemporary musical theater now too, where it is all like emotional and character driven. Like you have more scenes into song, mm-hmm. and it feels like whereas I feel like you know the older Gilbert and Sullivan stuff, it was like da 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 book scene and now a song. Yes, a hundred, and that's the history of musical theater. Is I mean I could <laughs> could talk on this at length, but you know the first I think the the first musical to integrate plot into song was Oklahoma, which I want to say was forty six. Maybe 49? 46. Yeah. It was 46. And so every musical before that was just like kind of an excuse to have like pop songs kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. And it was, and the, or they would just be reviews. And so, yeah, the idea of integrating plot with music happened like a little later into the history. Yeah. And that's, again, sorry, I'm like fawning over your show, but it's just so great. Um, I, I, that's why I'm here. Yeah. So I, I'm fine with it. I, the real, the relationships are so real, but then this fantastical world and yes. all the, you know, everything that comes along with it. Yeah. So, thank you for that. Yes. You're so welcome. Let me see. What? Oh, this is airing the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, our 15th episode will have just aired on the 21st, I think. Well, shit, get on it, y'all. How many yeah. episodes do you guys have? This 18. Season? Okay. So. Shit goes down. Oh, so if you if you Sorry, just saw if you just saw episode fifteen, uh, something went down at the very end of it. And let me just say this about episode sixteen for you crazies out there. That's what I coined <laughs> yeah. the fans of the show the crazies. The crazies. No one else has named themselves <laughs> that's this. Oh, that's great. <laughs> by, by the way, this is me like trying to create like a viral right, campaign right, for the right. show. If you are crazy out there, um, I highly <laughs> crazy out there. I highly suggest uh, at the end of episode sixteen uh, it, that it's. Something happens, and it just either watch the show live or like if you have friends that like the show, stay off of Twitter and Facebook. Oh no. shit! Spoiler alert. Hey, that's a good heads up. It's like yeah. pre-spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. It's like pre-spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. All right. Good to heads know. Heads up, everybody. Inside spoiler alert. Crazy. Yeah. Watch right. out. <laughs> we need a name for our fans. For our fan. Oh. Uh, the, the diva cups. I have a lot. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. The diva chalice. This goes so well with our first question. Diva yeah. chalice. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to play a little game called Who, What, When, or Why with you. Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Why? Number one. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite diva? Bernadette Peters. Oh, good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I've been you... thinking about her a lot lately because every time I see Bernie Sanders' name, I think of Bernadette. <laughs> Bernie... Oh, my God. Bernadette <laughs> Peters has to do something with that. Like Bernie Sanders. Like, yes. Oh, Sunday the in the park with Wall Street. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Bernie. Oh. <laughs> I'm assuming you watch Smash, but. I, I watched know. every single episode oh, of Smash. Special. Yeah. Smash was the funnier character. Oh, I forgot when they shoehorned in as the mom, as yeah. the overbearing oh, mom. Oh, it was. It was great. She just shows up and they're like, could you please do a number? And it's like, oh, we didn't know Ivy was the daughter of a famous. Yeah. It's like, 
it really, it's really interesting. Like, I wonder how that came about. If they were like, I wonder if they were. I wonder if it happened where it was like Bernadette Peters loves the show. What can we write for her? Right. And they were like Ivy's mom because like you we you start getting that where it's like so and so loves the show and you're like oh what can we write, um, like that happened with us and Doctor Phil. Nice. And and it was like Doctor Phil loves the show and wants to be on the show. And we were like oh Perfect. and then it happened to work out with an episode. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, let's yeah, think I about like Smash Logic though. It. Let's think about Smash Logic because <laughs> sure. this is different. It's never straightforward. <laughs> I feel like like they start. It was starting to flounder around then, and they were like, "We got to get Bernie." And they thought Bernadette. I mean, I love her, but yes. no, it's pretty great. Wait, did they bring her on? Was she? She was on season one, though, right? Yeah, yeah season she, one. It wasn't she, floundering season one as much. Well, I mean, was it the smoothie? The smooth well, the peanut oh, 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 you're right. That was season one. Brandy's yeah. like, I don't fucking know. I, I just checked out for this segment. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know anything. Right. <laughs> Ellis. Yeah, Ellis. Ellis. Wasn't he going to sue? Um, Ellis, well, remember they revealed that he, they revealed him that he was bisexual in the second season. That's all, you, like, there was one thing that was like, Ellis is, is bisexual. And, oh, yeah, and they did, there was something about him. You didn't see him, but there was, like, news that he was going to sue. I totally forgot that they made Ellis bisexual, and but that he was using it to manipulate someone. They're like, he was bisexual only when it mattered to him. Yeah, he was just, he's, like, trisexual. Like, he'll just try anything to get ahead. It's, you know, right? it's, it's quite interesting because we have a bisexual character on our show, and lately there have been articles it's getting like in a in a cool way, like a lot of like nice articles about mm-hmm. it, and how uh, there's been this kind of this trope of like the evil bisexual man. And I hadn't really connected the dots before mm. we did our particular because mm. our particular character, uh, this character Daryl, is like the sweetest, most yeah. like open hearted guy who has like a late in life realization, like oh my god, I like guys, and he starts dating a guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the more I think about it, there are a lot of shows where like. It's almost like he'd do anything for power. He'd even fuck a dude. And like he, there is that kind of undertone of like yeah. bisexuality as a as a a way of like power and manipulation. Even mm-hmm. as you're saying that, House of Cards did that. House of Cards. Yeah. I think yeah. Mr. Robot yeah, yeah. does it. Yeah. Um yeah, this idea of the promiscuous bisexual person. And then like same with like women being bisexual, like, oh, this promiscuous kind of like worldly, um, sinister bisexual woman. Like I hadn't Connected those dots. Yeah. I guess I kind of feel like psychopath trumps sexuality. Like, because, you know, like, if you're using it for power, then you're not, like, you're attracted to power more so than right. an actual gender. Yes. Like, right. so it doesn't really, like, does, to me, that doesn't read as bisexual so much as, like, a person that, like, they're attracted to being the top of the pyramid. And that is Ellis, you guys. It Absolutely. is Ellis. But yeah. on House of Cards, they made it pretty clear that he's, like, bi yeah. because they show him have a really romantic moment with this guy he was in college with and he's mm-hmm. like I was so drawn to you and it's really mm-hmm. sweet and then he I don't know kills a puppy <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, yeah I love that show it's, Oof, it's so yeah. good <sighs> yeah and I guess it is, I mean I could see the argument that it is kind of like making the implication that they're not to be trusted that bisexual people are. it's a very very it's a very like subliminal thing I saw a documentary called Do I Sound Gay mm-hmm. and they talk about the sinister um, the sinister gay guy mm-hmm. like this this the idea of like the either um Desexualized or like sinister gay man, and, and one of the examples is like the character in was it Mildred Pierce? Is it Mildred Pierce or Rebecca? I forget. But but there's anyway. I don't know. James Tweet Adomian, at me. Yeah. yeah, James Adomian. Oh, his really bit. Oh, yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh, he does. Yes. Evil gay yeah. character. Yeah, like the, the bad guy. Yeah. From, uh, oh, I mean, have you seen him? The his fucking sheriff of Nottingham. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, part, yeah. Of that's part of the bit. Good. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I haven't seen James in forever. He's so funny. He's yeah. genius. Yeah, he's amazing. 
his Bernie Sanders. Oh, and they're getting in. a show. Him, they're Are they a Bernie and Trump show? Like, yeah, what do you mean, like live show? Or I think TV it's show? like just like a. I'm not sure some web series or something, but they're oh, like good. getting an official good. outlet for the. That's Bernie awesome. And Trump thing. Do it on Broadway. Oh, that would be oh, that yes, would be they great. Should. Holy shit! That's they what should, they should totally do it on Broadway. Let's call up Lynn Manuel and figure just, it out, Lynn. Yeah. Lynn, 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 Lynn. Barbara's cat's name is Lenny. After, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, Laura, Lenny, Laura, Lenny, Manuel, Miranda, July, July. I mean, no, that was just that's like... your cat's name. <laughs> 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 Laura, Lenny, Manuel, Miranda, July. <laughs> Wow. The Miranda July one is just kind of like convenient. I'm not. He, I mean, I like her, but it's not. You know, it's just kind of like made sense. <laughs> you. Oh my god. I. Oh my god. It's that's the most like East Coasty liberal thing I think I've ever. Heard. Where'd you go? I'm from Salt Lake City, baby. From Salt Lake City. <laughs> Take that, mom and dad. They're gonna be more mad about that than anything. Well, you're, not, you're not Mormon. No, no, no. Okay. Are you Jewish? No. Oh wow. You're just throwing curveballs. Cool. You're just yeah. throwing fucking curveballs at me left and right. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, Lynn Manuel Miranda liked my tweet when I tweeted out a picture of me and the cat. <laughs> I was really, really proud of you. When that happened. <laughs> I was so excited. I remember I just landed at LAX and I saw that on Facebook and I was like, so happy for you. <laughs> yeah, I felt pretty good. He's very nice. Is he? Yeah. He sent me. Like I be. said to him. What it turns out in the liner notes of Hamilton, actually, this answers my question. But I was like, I was like, I'm, I only listen to musical theater like ages like zero through twenty. I'm so ignorant of hip hop. What songs inspired you? Can you give me a list? And he sent me a book about rap with like a play with a playlist like USB card. Come oh, on. And does he wow. sleep? I don't know. He's the nicest person like wow. in the world. He's I like just, so nice. I believe. Don't it. understand how you could be that smart. That talented, and not not only as a performer, yeah, but as a writer, didn't he orchestrate Hamilton too? No, Alex Lockamore did. Still. So don't give okay, him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, still, he, no, 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 he's amazing. No, he's a no, he's a he's a still Alex Lockamore. Yeah. Alex Lockamore. I don't know. Someone tell me. Uh, but then also to be cool, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get out of here. I mean, like Sondheim is out of his fucking mind, and no one wants to be around him. You know, I know. what I mean? Like, he, has he always been like? Has he always been like that? Yeah, he's. So, yeah. Well, he hates himself. Like, he had a really rough childhood, and like, he didn't come out until he was, I think, sixty. His first boyfriend when he was sixty years old. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, drinking is a really you. big part of his process. He's a he huge drinker. Drinks. He smokes a ton of weed. Hmm. Which is not just doesn't mean that you're unhappy necessarily, but no. it's weird because I do this musical show. Like I've begun to like meet people who know him, and yeah, you, he's you know he's a person like anyone else, and I think he's like very openly like crotchety. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he just kind of runs with it. Yeah, he like yeah. openly doesn't like himself. I want to be his best friend. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be Sondheim's best. friend. I definitely want to be Lin Manuel's best friend. I want to be. I just want to. I just want to have like coffee with Sondheim and like gossip and talk some shit. Talk some shit about oh, people please. and hear him talk shit about everybody. And <laughs> I'm already <sighs> best friends with uh, Lenny. Clearly, the cat. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so sad. I'm sorry. He jumped. By the way, in Linny news, he jumped up on a window today and farted in my room. <laughs> That's awesome. Aww. Also, Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> his wife was like, "What are you doing?" Get down. And even his fart was like a genius. And Whoa! A hit. Yeah. His fart just won the Pulitzer. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, let's ask. The, well, we only got to our two questions, but that's okay. Let's just ask the second let's, one. Okay. Now. All right. Uh, what went through your head when your name was called at the Golden Globes? 
Wow. Holy shit. Whoa. Oh, wow. 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 Holy shit. Wow. Whoa. Really? Wow. That. Yes. Actually, I don't even know if it codified into words. It was just so surreal. Yeah. Very surreal. Did you have like a, I remember watching your acceptance speech, but did you have a speech prepared or anything? So I did and I never opened it because the time goes by so quickly, but I had written it out and that's how I was able to rattle off names so quickly is because they were embedded in so my head. It, yeah. But if you notice, I mean, if, if you're fans of my speech, if you look at it, <laughs> I have a piece of paper in my hand and it was my speech. Oh, okay. And actually Got I just it. found my speech that I'd had at the Globes. Um, it's like on my dresser, but I spilled water on it. So now, like, it's hard to read. Yeah. But, yeah. It, yeah. Where do you keep your, uh, where do you keep your globe? On our bar cart. Nice. Uh, oh, so, that's cool. So it, it actually, it blends in really nicely. It's kind of like a uh-huh. find the golden globe. Nice. It's fun to have parties because then people just go around holding it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also got the, so the week after I won the globe, I got a Critics' Choice Award. Oh, hell yeah. So now the our our liquor cart is bookended by two awards, <laughs> which is like so pretty fucking cool. Fucking cool. Like, I will have another drink. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I wish I could unscrew the top of the Golden Globe and like pour gin. I think that would be oh, so that's classy. That's next level. That's yeah, next level, yeah. So I really like can't get another award because I have like bookends now. Oh, mm. like, you need to get two more. If ones. I were to get like, oh my God, that's good. So I can use it like on another bookshelf. Yeah. Like, so if I could get like an Emmy and a Grammy, then maybe I could get another bar cart. But just an Emmy. I mean, where will I put it? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. What did you say earlier, Tess? You were like, I would rather lose an Emmy. Oh, I would no, rather no, no, no. be a uh, judge on Drag Race than win a Grammy. Oh, win a Grammy. Than win a Grammy. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Not an Emmy, but a Grammy. No, I'd rather have an Emmy than be on Drag Race. But I'd rather be on Drag Race than have a Grammy. I have to say, I was just as if not more <laughs> emotional when I saw Hamilton than when I won the Golden Globe. Uh, I'd also, I'd also, I was in New York on a press tour. It was the week after I won and I was on like three hours of sleep. So I think my body clock was also weird, Mm -hmm. but like I was sobbing uncontrollably at Hamilton and I did not do that when I won. Did you see other people doing that? Because I feel like. I mean, I think some people were sniffling, but I was like, (laughs) I was, tears were streaming down my face. But I think the Golden Globe thing was also, I was just so overjoyed and so happy. Mm -hmm. Hamilton was like this profound, like, I'm having this experience. There's also something to be able to appreciate and experience in a different way when you're stepping outside. It's like when I said with the show, like, when I see it from an outsider's perspective, that's kind of when it hits me. Yeah. As opposed to it happening I mean, yeah, even a good thing, I think, like, that puts you in shock. It was was such a state of shock. And, like, so I won the award and, like, did my acceptance speech and I was overjoyed. And then I was whisked off to, like, press for an hour and a half. So you kind of don't have time to process. You're just kind of talking and you're really happy and exuberant. Whereas, like, Hamilton, all I had to sit to was, like, sit back and, like, look at the people around me cheering. Mm -hmm. So, like, I I had time to sob. I didn't really have time to sob. Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah. emotionally weird. No, I mean, I saw about Hamilton like driving on the 405. So. Okay, that's yeah. yeah. No, I listened to Hamilton because I get really emotional on my long runs like towards the end. Uh-huh. Um, and I listened to Hamilton on like my 20 mile run and I was just Whoa. running through Venice Beach just like, <laughs> like not crying as I was like running. As I mean, when so she- were you sobbing at the orphanage part? Mm-hmm. Of course. That's become that like lyric. Oh, yeah, that's become like some of my secret <laughs> acting warm ups where I just listen to sad songs. Oh, yeah. And like I listened to actually for episode 10 before the scene where the girls were throwing tampons at me. 
I was listening to um, The Orphanage. I was listening to that oh. whole last song. Yeah, it's like the cheapest acting trick. <laughs> like, That's why I can't listen to sad stuff because it gets me like stung like that. I just immediately instantly. Like, uh. Yes. That's what I love about musicals too, is there's always like there's like a couple bars like um in Les Mis, the but the tigers come at night. Oh that yeah, has it's beautiful. always just ruined my life. Mm-hmm. And I love it. <laughs> uh, in uh last five years, um the last song where he goes, I could never rescue you. I could never rescue you. That's like my cry song. Yeah. I had a playlist when we did the pilot of, um, it was labeled Crazy X Manic, and it was like songs that made me feel manic, and then Crazy X in Love, hmm. and it was songs that I associated with like breakups and guys I dated, and like it it was like some of the songs like that reminded me of dudes from like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but like they really instantly, this is songs a great take you back tip. there. Really? It's yeah. a great acting yeah. tip. <laughs> and oh, it's, great. and it's, it's, I don't know if it's like a cheap trick, but. I'll spread it. Yeah. It's, who cares? It doesn't matter as long it, as it looks, works on screen. Yeah. Like, and I think that I'm also one of those people who needs to be like emotionally, mm-hmm. like, not methody, but like I need to be engaged. kind of there and engaged. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I listen to songs that remind me of ex boyfriends. Oh, I think yeah. music is like scent in that it has that really like mm. immediate sense memory. Totally. Where, yeah, it'll just take you back to that exact moment where it first affected you like that. Totally. Yeah. God, there's this one national album that like I love, but I just can't because it was like my breakup album. I was just like, you know, had horrible insomnia and was living off Froyo and just in like, I cannot listen to that album, even though I love it. Yeah. Yes. There's a mix that my ex, I don't know, my boyfriend, I don't know, made and I'm like so scared to listen to it. Wait, is he your ex? Well, we're like taking a break, so I'm oh, like, got it. I'm like so scared. I don't even want to. It's listen to it. You yeah, know? yeah. But then maybe you just need to get an audition that calls for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going out on any sad auditions. So. Wheaties. <laughs> I want to say before we get a break, we had Anthony Rapp on the show. Oh, and wow. he uh, kind of you know sounds like Lin Manuel when he sings. They kind of have that same like voice uh-huh and he's saying uh not throwing away my shot he like he, he sang, did a lin-manuel impression and, and it sounded so much like him and we all wow. exploded it was great wow <laughs> yeah that's it's all pretty sweet yeah our like fangirl pussies just <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you there's like a very short your diva we'll cup crumbled you. under the weight of exploding <laughs> yes and then Taz flushed it. What if you found out she was flushing every time she wore a diva cup? She was just flushing. flushing it. My period cost me three hundred dollars. <laughs> but then that would be cool because then the fish would be wearing a cool little hat. Going out tonight. We'll be right back, guys. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And we're here with Rachel Blue. Hello. And uh, she's going to help us answer some lady problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can send yours to lady to lady at maximumfun.org after you donate for the Max Fun Drive. Okay. 
and roll it, David. So um, this comes from Lily. Hi, Lily. Hey, Lily. Hi, Lily. uh, Thank you for writing in. She wrote and said that she went and saw the gyno, and then um, the gyno gave her a breast exam, and she asked her gyno about a breast reduction. And her doctor said, well, you'd need to lose an amount of weight first. So she said, my problem, this is only one in a zillion times a health professional has commented on my weight. And on one hand, I like to be on team, love your your body no matter what. But on the other hand, could I lose 30 pounds and be a healthier version of myself? Sure, definitely. But you know what I do in my spare time out of my full-time desk job? Take night classes, volunteered at animal shelter doing admin work, read, watch TV, pet my cats. You know what I don't do with my spare time? Go to the gym. I do take one tap dancing class a week, though. That's fucking cool. That's tight. Wow. Yeah. Wait, I love this person. I know. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah. But that's not enough. And it's so expensive. The cost of a gym and another sport thing kind of scares me. I'm not good at self-motivating, and I'd literally rather do anything else than take up running. Sorry, Tess. How do I insert more exercise into my life? How? Help me, ladies. Signed, I'd rather be sitting. I don't know. I probably should have called her that, but oh well. Well, <laughs> wasn't can I? So she signed it. So. Just because, like, my friends are all anorexic actors. Um, the key to losing weight actually isn't exercise. It's it's ninety percent diet. It's food. Yeah, it's, yeah. Food. it's food. So it's like, because because most people don't have like a lot of people. I mean, you, you're so busy, but it's mm-hmm. it's food, and like there are many like diet plans online. I mean, a lot of it involves cooking at home, which you might not have time to do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 diet, and it's and it's really it's diet and portion control. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, my view on exercise is that I don't know about like it as a way to lose weight, but I think exercise helps with, I I mean, I've used it a lot for like a ton of weight loss, but I think it helps with your relationship with food, mm-hmm. I think, because mm-hmm. I, I think that the more you exercise, the more you kind of crave healthier food and sort of view it as like, totally. as like a fuel more yeah. than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. I, I personally don't experience that because I've been exercising a shitload and all I think about is eating shit all the time. So really? Yeah. And I'm eating healthy. My body feels great. But I still constantly think about bad food. So mm-hmm. personally, so, that hasn't worked for me. But yeah. I do feel a lot less depressed. I'm not right. I, the depression is not making me go for food as much mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that I think exercise is is important for the mental stuff, which I think helps with the yeah, yeah. loss stuff. Uh, hmm. So that's that. I think you should exercise. But if you're sitting, but if you're sitting mostly, if you're mostly sitting, mm-hmm. you want to be taking in the amount of like. You want to be taking in less calories. Like you want to be taking. You want to be. Yes. You want to be losing. You want to be burning more than you take in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think a good thing is <clears throat> my idea is figure out how much you want to eat and exercise that much. Hmm. I like to eat a lot, so I exercise. Yeah, a but but she. I think I just don't know if this is the answer for her. Yeah. Because it sounds like she. I think the food would make more sense first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 it sounds like she's very anti-exercise. But like it depends how will, far you're willing to go with it. But like you know there are, mm-hmm. well first of all there are meal plans that you can do where they deliver meals to you. But that's those cost like a fucking shit ton. Yeah. But yeah. like and you do not do the Nutrisystem one. It's bullshit. No, it's, it's complete bullshit. Yeah. Um. But if you go online, like you can get like meal plans or you know there are a ton of mm-hmm. books out there. Like but ultimately they're all the same goal, which is like portion control. I know a mm-hmm. guy who lost weight really quickly doing the ketosis diet which is no sugar only meat like literally the butter in the coffee the bulletproof coffee like bacon like 
not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> eating bread, but then like I have another friend who lost a lot of weight being vegan. But like I think at the end of the day, if you're just eating smaller portions too. And right? a lot of that stuff is also temporary solutions. Like True. diets like that are like a temporary solution. They're not a lifestyle change. Right. You know, I mean, becoming vegan totally is if that's yeah. what you want to do. Um, maybe it's something looking at like doing like the 10,000 steps a day or something like that's something that's mm-hmm. super easy you get a Fitbit and like you know before class you like take a walk around the campus when you get home before while dinner's cooking or something you take a walk around the block or something like that yeah like, it's a little game with yeah yourself. well if yeah. she likes to read maybe you, um, you could do some of those as audiobooks and just yeah. listen to your audiobook while you want to walk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's nice and also like I don't know if your gynecologist is a lady or a man. Uh, it is a lady. Okay, it is a lady. Okay. Um, I have had a breast reduction, and it made me feel a lot better, and it's made me motivated to actually work out more because I'm more in control of my body and the way that it looks. So I don't know if it's just this person that, you know, thinks this particular way or if it's something that, like... Because also, your boobs make you look bigger than you actually are. That's right. a big thing that happens. Like, when I, I I had, like, three pounds taken off, and when that happened... People were like, you lost like 40 pounds, right? And I was like, no, it's three. I lost three pounds, just in a very specific place. <laughs> just right under your face. Yeah, just So right that's why they told her to lose weight is because like, well, let's just make sure that your boobs aren't big mm-hmm. because, because you, you yeah. would lose weight there. Also, like losing weight in your boobs is really hard. Like that's not for one me. Of... It's the first thing to go. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it depends on your body. Yeah, yeah. it depends. Yeah. It depends on your body. But... I wish my boobs were the last thing to go. Yeah, that's the first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good with getting yeah. rid of it a little bit. I mean, okay, so yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to lose weight. If you really just want to lose weight, you just drink a bunch of coffee and take up smoking. Frankly, but like I lost, I lost ten pounds, and this is granted. Like I, I wasn't spending. <laughs> Don't do that. I started earning more money, and then I wasn't spending any because I was at work all the time. Uh-huh. But right. Right before, and I wasn't even trying to like. Um, mm-hmm. I gained ten pounds mm-hmm. in the in the first few months of doing production on Crazy X because when you're acting and when you're when you're on set, there's yeah, all the all these free, there's all these free donuts, and I don't have time to exercise, so yeah. I'm like on my feet, but I'm not like running on my mm-hmm. feet, and I gained ten pounds, so I was like, I mm-hmm. this is not. I can do better. I should stop eating donuts, and so I I got like those meal delivery plans. Yeah. Um. And it restricted me to 1,600 calories a day, which isn't like crazy, but which is like still mm-hmm. restriction. And I, I, I lost the 10 pounds. Like, yeah. And I wasn't exercising. Yeah. But I again, think it really does start start there. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Part of it. I, no, I absolutely think that like when it comes down to the actual mm-hmm. science of losing weight, it mm-hmm. has more to do with food than – Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's – in tons of studies that say that. Yeah, yeah. and if yep. he, and yeah. it might, and if she really doesn't like it, might be the mm-hmm. pl- good place to start. And then you can incorporate. You can yeah. you can do stuff. You can do a seven minute workout while you watch TV. If you start out with downloading one of those free seven minute workout apps and just yes. doing that, yeah, every those day, are great. That like makes a huge mm-hmm. difference. I noticed how much stronger I got like very quickly mm-hmm. starting to do those. I need to do that again. I was doing that in the break and then I forgot to do it and it was making me feel a lot it's better. It's hard because once you lose it, you're like, oh, you can tell the difference like so quickly. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's what's so annoying about I've talked about this before but I just hate like I'm just starting on this like healthy path and I like it but I also hate that I have to do it forever I'm like are you fucking kidding me yeah you're never done and and that's why I think the key really is finding a diet that you actually enjoy and exercise something you actually yeah because yeah I mean like Mm -hmm. there is really delicious that's why I I personally am very anti like reduced anything I don't like reduced fat shit or what I mean that's also not that shit's not good for you it's not good for you yeah you do the full fat just give me the full fat and less of it or like then I'll think of that as a treat and like I just Mm -hmm. I like yeah I think it's important to like the food that you're eating and mm-hmm. to like the exercise so find healthy food that you enjoy and like I mean you can kind of train your brain a little bit like if mm-hmm. you haven't like I don't know I didn't used to like tomatoes and I was like well I guess I'll just 
trick my. You know, make yourself like this is it. making me starving. Is this yeah. making anyone else really <laughs> hungry? Food is awesome, yeah, you know, and like I think that yeah. there's so much good food. So find good food that you like mm-hmm. that just isn't bad for. I, that's my personal thing. I don't yeah. know. I know some people have had really good success with like reduced calorie shit and stuff like that, but I, I don't. Well, think I don't do think that reduced forever. calorie. I'm. I'm. I think just as far as portions go. Reduced. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, when yeah, I want to like buying. The interesting thing about doing meal delivery was it's not something that I obviously do forever. It was a short-term thing. And, like, it showed me, like, these are the portions I should be having. Because it was very balanced. It would be, like, mm-hmm. salmon, rice. Like, it would be pasta. And it was just, like, oh, but the portion of pasta is, like, you know, a handful. Like a cup, yeah. And it's, like, oh, wow, that's the portion. So it taught me so not about what plate. type of portions <laughs> I should be eating. So now my brain is a little bit more trained to be, like, oh, I don't need, like, I need, like, a quarter of this steak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think those things, like, it's a good, like, reset. It's yeah, like working out with a trainer who's like, no, that's you're doing setups wrong. Right? Oh, okay, then I can yeah. go off on my own and mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe if even she invested in something like that for a week and could see. It's fascinating you know. because then you see like, oh, this is what I actually need, mm-hmm. and then you can compare it at home and be like, oh, does this look like the three ounces that I was eating? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did something similar, and it, the difference. And then when you got to eat the port, you're like, what the yes. fuck? Is this? Oh, the portions are yeah. insane. This is four meals, <laughs> and I do think it's a good and it's an old yeah. tip, but like get half of your thing to go right when you get there because you're just not going to try to eat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yes. oh, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it helps a lot. You did, you just get it to go box right away, and then mm-hmm. you know. I say this as I, I'm about to go to Israel and pig out on like nothing but <laughs> and feta, and like <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so good. We have the best falafel. Oh yeah, mm, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> also, you like also she likes dancing. Maybe like have like a playlist and you just have a one person dance party. Yeah, a couple times yeah. a week. That's always fun. I love yeah. that she's taking like a tap class. I want to yeah, friends. Awesome. Me too. She's yeah, great. She where she lives? And tap dance? I don't. I don't. Not sure where she didn't say where she lives. Yeah, and she volunteers at. Wow, what a good person. Good yeah. Cool You're a really good person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is I think, and obviously if you want to do this for yourself, mm-hmm. do it. But if you don't, then fucking don't. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't need to. I agree. Yeah. You're an awesome person, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And if yeah. it's only for other people, then mm-hmm. don't yeah. do it. It know? sounds like she feels like she'll be healthier if she if she yeah. loses a little weight. Also, but... there there will be, doc- you will be able to find a doctor that will say yes to a breast reduction. Just keep pushing the back issue. Mm. If like that is something mm-hmm. that will make you feel better, then keep going until you find somebody that says yes. Yeah, but I would follow that dancing thread. Yeah. I would definitely maybe dance more. Dance yeah. at home. What is it? Dance like no one's watching. Yeah. Right. <laughs> how long was the healing time after a breath? I'm not considering. I, so oh, I'm just curious. Uh, pretty quickly. Wow. I mean, like I let's see. We did a show like the next night. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had a show at the UCB the next <laughs> night. I mean, I I took three Tylenol PMs and was fine. And Whoa. Then, yeah, like, getting an augmentation, the 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 recovery time is a lot worse. Um, Why? Because so you're, you stretch, back, you're stretching. Because you oh. you're stretching over. Oh, that made that made all of our boobs yeah. really hurt. <laughs> yeah, that was like how I imagine yeah. guys. Yeah, feel about getting hit in the balls. Or oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. No, I get really nauseous whenever like any surgery stuff on TV, especially about anything yeah. about nipples getting cut. Yeah. Like, I have a yeah boob stuff is. Oh, there's a song coming up. <laughs> all about boobs. Ooh. Boobs. Glorious. Boobs. <laughs> right? There it's we like go. Oliver. Boobs. Glorious. Boobs. We are to try it. Um, yeah, yeah the recovery gonna... was super easy, though. It was like fine. And three three months later, I could be doing push ups and everything again. Wow, that's yeah. great. Super easy. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think an important thing to think about with exercise is that it doesn't have to take as much time as you think it, it does if you mm-hmm. do the seven minute thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you just kind of find like a little bit of time each day to put it in, yeah, it's you finding, can do it. It's finding ways to be active throughout your day. Because yeah. like mostly it's just like, 
we as people are not meant to like sit at a desk our entire day or to be sitting in general. So it's finding ways to like just be more active yeah, kind of walk throughout to your lunch day. A little farther. You yeah. Know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, side note, and you probably need a reduction, but but mm-hmm. for anyone with big boobs out there, mm-hmm. my life changed the second I started getting bras that were actually my size. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like that changed my life. Like I went mm-hmm. to Jeanette on Melrose mm-hmm. and like Oh God, I want to go there so it's bad. awesome. Yeah. And like you're really and and when then when I started on the show, mm-hmm. uh I started having professional people pick up bras for me, and then, like, I had my own – I went to Trashy Lingerie Mm -hmm. where, like, they're actually, like, tit experts, and they, like, fit undergarments (laughs) to me. That's so sick. I love it there. It's so (laughs) great. And, like – and so, actually, a lot of the tweets I get – I get, like, a lot of tweets from, like, girls with big boobs being, like, what bras do you wear? And it's, like, there are certain brands. So, anyway, Mm -hmm. Notori Panache. Mm Mm-hmm. But Atorian Panache are the ones I wear. But I didn't yeah. realize that Trashy Laundry had like utilitarian stuff. I just thought their stuff was really cute. It's they, also like good bras. It. Um. I don't know. I don't know if they sell it because it was like they custom make undergarments. But oh, like, okay. like all of the corsets I wear on the show, um, like whenever I'm doing a period piece and I'm wearing a corset, those were like custom made like corsets. But oh my they god, know. your life is That's so awesome. cool. It's really <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> So like yeah, well like for so like for the globes dress like mm-hmm. like I was wearing like um like a custom corset from the show because it's like because my measurements are weird like they don't like everything has to be tailored for me. That's mm-hmm. also the interesting thing of like when you're on a show and you have like people who are good at clothes, yeah, being like you should wear petite jackets. It's mm-hmm. like oh that's why jackets have always felt weird. Yeah, and it's like you're short waisted. Everything you wear mm-hmm. needs to be taken in at the shoulders, and it's like I. I just thought I that no shit fit me badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's yeah, it's been fascinating. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would I I was um doing going on an audition and there was a girl at my house who like is a stylist and she's an actress and she goes on a lot of auditions and I was like, "Can you like look at this outfit and tell me if it's okay?" And she was like, oh, is it okay if I look in your closet? And I was like, no, no absolutely uh, not. No. There's no question. Because no, no. I was just like, I do not want to know what you would think about this. I'm no, horrified. No, no. Oh, my God. Early on in the process, a stylist came to my house. Uh, it was before I, like, yeah, it, it was it was stylist came to my house and to pick out, like, help me pick out stuff for events. Because mm-hmm. when you have, like, an, an official stylist, you don't use your own stuff. You borrow everything. Mm. And then you never wear it again. It's okay. So what do you mean? Oh, oh, it's a whole. By by the way, it's a whole. It's a whole world. It's a whole world that no one tells you. So anytime, it's ridiculous that any celebrity gets credit for the clothes they're wearing at an (laughs) event because it's not them. It's a stylist picking out clothes for them. So anytime I do an event, so I have a stylist. Anytime I do an event, like the Today Show or like a late night show. I meet with my stylist and I try on a bunch of things and these are all clothes that she's borrowed from designers. And every single item that I try on, she's gotten permission from the designer that I can wear their clothes. Basically, I'm a walking advertisement because wow. it's capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so everything I wear, she gives back, including like the jewelry and purses unless like the person decides to like give it to me, mm-hmm. which like occasionally happens. But so you see all these celebrities, and it's not like their closets are filled with all these designers. I mean, they probably are, but, like, because you're not supposed to rewear something. So, like, everything I've worn in any event, I've never seen again. Huh. Wow. Like, the only thing so I So are you wearing, re-wearing, like, Khloe Kardashian's tank tops? Or, like, do they actually give them to other people? What do they do with I them after that? I don't know, actually. I should ask her because, like, I have stuff tailored. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. And I, and I, I don't know if it's all, like, current season stuff. 
I don't know. That's a really good question. All I know is like in life, I'm a size like four to six. Mm-hmm. And then in designer stuff, I'm like eight, 10, 12. Like the designer because hmm. it's right. meant All for like tinier sizes. bodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is which – is, because of the glows, my dress was designed for me, which is amazing, but also partially that was the best option hmm. because anything hot off the runways, like, ain't going to fit. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I got on this. It's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Hmm. And there are certain designers that, like, you have to build up a portfolio in order to, like, get to wear them. Hmm. Like, I think there was this whole thing where – she was telling me that, like, Tom Ford didn't give someone permission to wear the dress, so this person just went out and bought the dress. Because you can do that. If you don't yeah, get permission, you can just yeah. go out and buy it. Just go yeah. get it. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you look great. And then Tom Ford, like, apologized. So it's a whole hmm. thing of, like, oh my God. The, oh. the place wants the, – the different designers and brands, they only want people on brand wearing their stuff. Right. And so it's, like, a real give and take with – designers it's fascinating it's, oh wow and that, that must be why like part of why celebrities go to fashion week yes yes and i think i guess those must be also be celebrities who are fashion savvy themselves right but yes yeah yeah that's why because they're like oh i want to wear that i mean anyone at an award show is either wearing something i think made for them or like hot off the hmm. runway no one else has worn i think that's how it works Huh. So exciting! I mean, oh, I want to do it. Yeah. It's 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 really it's really interesting because once you start to go through it, and you then you read like you know magazines that are like how to get this celebrity's hairstyle. It's like no, that's so unfair. They had a professional hair person, yeah, like working on their hair and makeup. Like you can't, you they shouldn't be viewed as things to emulate. It really should be viewed as just like art pieces. Like right. you yeah. go to a gallery because right. yeah. fashion is an art, and like high fashion mm-hmm. is art. is is yeah. art. Yeah. In the same way, like, this – in everyday life, people aren't, like, dressed like they're on, like, a fucking runway. Mm-hmm. So it's been really interesting to see the process and to kind of, like, see the two sides of the coin of, like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I love dressing up. I love feeling pretty. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I understand this isn't reality. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it is funny in those magazines. It shouldn't be like, get this concealer. It should be like, get this $200 an hour professional makeup. Exactly. Well, that exactly. All, it all, what this all feeds <laughs> into is that whole big lie of that they have yeah. to try to make you think that you're going to look like Jennifer Lawrence or else right. you won't buy the foundation and you won't want to go on yeah. the diet or blah, blah, of course. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and yeah. there's so many products and so many products are good. I don't think I've ever gotten like, I always ask makeup artists, like, what are your favorite products? And they always have different answers and i think just the other day i was like what's your favorite mascara and they were like honestly drugstore mascara yeah every like, makeup artist they say that. yeah they all say that yeah. it's great you should throw mascara away after like a month or two anyway oh boy. i don't i need to <laughs> yeah. Do that. yeah it's just fascinating throw, throw some water in there and just move it around until it <laughs> comes out yeah, it's I, so unsanitary <laughs> it's so bad for your eye you're gonna yeah, get athlete's eye i mean yeah, it's, it's been fine. this long we're it's fine, fine. <laughs> yeah, mascara. I was on the quest for like the perfect. This is like the girlies. Okay, I was on the quest for the perfect mascara for a while. Trust me, I've tried them all. Great lash. I've tried like every expensive huh. mascara. I Maybelline do Great Lash. Maybelline. The pink with the green. Oh, oh yeah. That's I the do best the one. colossal oh. ones. The yellow. Because you know what it is? It's the brush. Yes. And so they were saying someone was like, "Don't." She was like, "What I do is like I don't don't throw away like like reuse the brushes because mm. I think she was this someone I was working with who used to work for a makeup company and they're like I know." how long they spend engineering these brushes. So mm-hmm. if you have a really good brush, you can use, like, any mascara, kind mm-hmm. of. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah. And then also, on the red carpet, people are wearing false eyelashes. Of course. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the other thing. Yeah, you don't even look like you have makeup on unless you have fake eyelashes on. No. Yeah. No. no. I mean, I'm a huge drag queen. I, you know, I can... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love fake everything. <laughs> I, I, I try to avoid fake out. I, they're so heavy on my eyes, and I have so many bad memories of, like, High school bad fake eyelashes and like the gunk on my eye, but oh, yeah. they look so pretty. Oh, uh, once you get a taste, I've never done it. Oh, I gotta do it. Really? Yeah. Like gluing on the eyelashes? Uh-huh. Hmm. I'll do it for you. It's fun. Yeah. It's I started fun. with the individuals and now I've graduated up to the strip. Then there, there are the extensions. <laughs> you can go and get like eyelashes yeah. individual. That's insane to me. Yeah. 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 I, I have some girls who are obsessed with that. Oh my God. If I could upkeep that. that in a heartbeat. It's like not good. I think your eyelashes fall out. I yeah, your actual out. eyelashes will come out. I guess that's why you have to upkeep it, right? Give me the fake hair. Give me the fake eyelashes. Give me the fake tits. Everything. Everything. I give it all. <laughs> do you have, or do you, do you want to get fake hair extensions? Up. Oh, I have extensions. Oh, you have extensions. Oh, yeah, and I love them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For when I like, it is like I look at it kind of like drag. Like if I want to like, that's like when I want to get hmm. like that. I don't yeah, know. Why not? It's not yeah. It's we not... have the option. That's what I exactly. like. You know, that's what it's fun about being a person. You can look like a million different things. Yeah. Might I mean, well it's been most it. of my life in sweatpants. I mean, you know, I think it's like that RuPaul quote, you know, like you're born naked. The rest is drag. <laughs> that's so <Yes>. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken me a long time I to understand that you can be a feminist and want to look pretty. Because mm-hmm. for the longest time, I would yeah. really look down on like girls also, to cover up my own insecurity with not knowing how to dress myself or put on makeup, I was like, oh, girls who care about their looks, oh, mm-hmm. they're such girly girls. They're so anti-feminist. Yeah. And, like, no, like, that's what feminism is, is, mm-hmm. like, you can want to put on false eyelashes and, like, look pretty and, like, wear shapewear. Like, it's yeah. okay. It's not necessarily all the time the patriarchy oppressing you. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is. Sometimes it isn't. Yeah. It's very complicated. Well, and actually, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, but especially people that are in our generation, because of, like, the male gaze or whatever, right, we have, for a very long time, we view the idea of sex as women being hot. Like, that is how, Mm -hmm. that is, like, the symbology of, like, not just our sex appeal, but, like, that's what we think of as, like, sex Mm -hmm. is, like, a really, so we, like, I think people, like, the us, because I think it started, like, in the 70s, like, with, like, you know, those, like, exploitation movies and stuff like that and, like, 70s porn. Hmm. I just wrote, like, an article about this. But, uh, yeah, but what website? Uh, um, it's going to be on a new website that everyone should read called Prime Mind. But, um, Great. yeah, but uh, but basically we started out being exploited and now with people like Beyonce and stuff like that, they've started to reclaim it and, like, mm-hmm. take it. We've ta- we are, like, this generation is, like, we are taking sexuality for ourselves. It's not just for men anymore like right. we've reclaimed it and kind of like made it our own mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you know? I really like that There, it's there's a really fun thing about watching the next generation of stand-ups um, female yeah. stand-ups because they are they'll like when we started I like never wanted to look hot on stage we kind of talked about this but yes. it's like terrifying yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. still have a fear kind of of I looking too hot it freaks too. me out huh. a little bit yeah. yeah but like I felt like I needed to look whatever no one would take me seriously if I you know yeah. wore a like, dress and heels and yeah, yeah but younger mm-hmm. girls are like not my you know I mean and they wear all of a variety of things on stage but I've mm-hmm. noticed that they like they look good and they're not trying to like look dumpy or trying to like be mm-hmm. like a tomboy they're mm-hmm. being themselves and like you know saying like I'm a woman this is you know I can be hot and be funny too oh it's so and funny it's so that, fucking awesome it's so funny you're saying that who's oh my god Phyllis Diller mm-hmm. the reason she dressed the mm-hmm. way she did was yeah. she said she used to do stand up dressed like herself and everyone was like what's this nice lady Yeah, and she was like only when dressing like a clown could people feel like they could laugh my jokes. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's a real, again, probably more prevalent back in Phyllis Stiller's day, but I still think that's an issue. It, it's a, it it's a be, thing. Yeah. Well, you also don't want to like, I don't know, I, I, and, and I've lately, because I do like musical stuff more now on stage, it's much more of a like, 
I don't know, there's something that like feels with musical stuff like done up. Like I put yeah, on lipstick yeah. and stuff. But when I was just doing stand up, especially in New York, I always wanted to look like I'm a cool. Also, because the shows are so overwhelmingly male, yeah. I want to be one of the guys. So well, yeah, yeah wanna... that's a huge part of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I very Definitely. specifically remember that Sarah Silverman special. I think it was called Jesus is Magic. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I, I think she's wearing a hoodie in that. Or yes. I mean, like, to yeah. me, like, that's when I started stand-up. I was like, that's what girl comics dress like. Yeah. You dress like Sarah Silverman. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Baseball tees. Yeah. She looked <laughs> Like, she was that perfect thing great. where she looked cute, but she was tomboyish. And I was like, mm-hmm. great. I'll just steal that look for the next seven years. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's comfortable, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, and I, uh, yeah, and I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I do like that it's evolving, you know, that we have, that people have the option now to mm-hmm. do whatever and not be judged, you know, not say like, oh, they're too hot to be funny or whatever because that's yeah. so fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. Because, I mean, we're really funny and we're really hot. Yeah. So. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much. For Thanks for having show. me. Have so much fun in Israel. When do you leave? Thursday. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, it, by the time this airs, I will. Just in case back. anyone wants to come kill me, I'm already back. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jokes so on you. can't kill me. Snooze, you, you lose, really guys. Die. You're I'm really excited, You're not though. going to. You're, You're going to have a blast. Yeah. Knock yeah, on we're, phone. We're all no, knocking knock on, on phone. phone. <laughs> if you aren't already watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, get on that. Please Come check on. it out. It's such an amazing show. It's a great show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If this is the 23rd, you will have just missed our, missed our 15th, but you have 16, 17, 18, and they're doozies. Dude. There you go. <laughs> Tune in. Follow uh, Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Does Stuff. There we go. Mm-hmm. And fuck yeah. This well, is a great episode. Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Donate to Maximum Fun. Donate. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794, Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love Bye. you. Bye. 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 Bye.